Talking Taker, episode 176 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. Merry Christmas to all you creatures of the night. My name is Alex Dorio, and I am not joined by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, Mr. Travis White, and I will explain why to you in just a moment. But uh, yeah, so this was supposed to be our WrestleMania 34 episode that we were going to be bringing to you this week, but apparently Santa has left a little bit of coal in our stocking this year. We sat down to record it this Tuesday night and had some very strong technical difficulties. Uh, Hard to explain beyond that, basically my computer has been 
glitching and malfunctioning for the past couple weeks now. Uh, You guys who have been listening every week have noticed the sound quality being a bit different these past couple of weeks. I've been having to record on my wife's computer without uh, the same setup that I am normally using. So that's kind of been uh, our solution the past couple weeks, but I did not have access to it for us to record this Tuesday night. So I tried to do it on the computer that I've been having problems with. I thought maybe I could get it to work for about 90 minutes for us to record, but it was a big no-go for us. So we were immensely disappointed to not be able to bring you an original episode this Friday. I mean, obviously it's Christmas. Uh, I'm sure all you guys listening out there have, have plenty of other things to do and plenty of other things to listen to. But, you know, we've been bringing you this podcast for three and a half years now. Uh, We've never missed a week. Uh, We've been late a couple times due to some other uh, technical difficulties and scheduling difficulties. Um, This one is both uh, because not only did we have the technical difficulties, but uh, even if I were able to fix anything, we really don't have any other time to record because of the holidays and our plans at work and plans with our families, etc., etc., etc. So... Uh, We both got to thinking, we were trying to come up with some sort of content to bring you guys, and I decided to reach out to our friends from the Bottom Line Wrestling Podcast. You guys know them so very well, you've heard them on our show a few times, and uh, hopefully you've heard us on their show a few times. Uh, We're talking about Mike and JV. And they go through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin in much the same way that we go through the career of The Undertaker. And they have been our podcasting brothers now for a couple of years. We've uh, gotten to know them. Uh, we, we heard about their idea and, and thought it was so cool that they were doing something similar to us. And, um, you know, like I said, they, they've been so kind to have us on the show and promote us every single week on their show so they've just been awesome friends and um, collaborators with us over the past few years so I reached out and asked them if we could have the privilege the honor of uh, rerunning one of the episodes of their podcast where we join them on the show over here on our podcast feed so that we could bring you some content that maybe some of you had not heard. And so we could put a new episode out to you guys, uh, a new to you episode potentially. And Mike and JV responded immediately, said, yep, no problem. Of course, uh, we'd be happy to let you guys do that. So uh, what we are going to bring you today on our feed is the full episode of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with Travis and I joining Mike and JV for a watch along of two matches from the Rebellion 2000 pay-per-view. Now, this is a very important and interesting pay-per-view to our podcast, and that's why I think it will be kind of unique for us to bring it here uh, for a couple reasons. Number one is this is actually the 20th anniversary of Rebellion 2000. Not Christmas Day, but but this month. Uh, it was 25 years, uh, excuse me, 20 years ago, uh, right around now that this pay-per-view occurred. So it's, it's kind of cool that we're talking about it uh, around the 20th anniversary of it. But you will realize our loyal listeners who have been with us since the beginning that we never covered this pay-per-view on our podcast because this pay-per-view features a match 
between The Undertaker and Chris Benoit. It's the only time they wrestled each other in singles competition on pay-per-view. And we explained it back at the time that we just didn't feel comfortable dedicating an entire episode of the podcast to covering this match. Uh, You know what we do here, we're not just serious sports analysts, sports entertainment analysts. Uh, We obviously like to have a lot of fun. We like to crack a lot of jokes. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We don't take uh, the the matches and and the professional wrestling too seriously. I mean, we love it and we appreciate it, but, you know, we like to be goofy. We like to be silly. We like to talk about the dark night or we like to talk about uh, random 90s music that, that pops into our heads or just, you know, whatever crazy stuff comes up. And Travis and I, we both decided we didn't feel like that would be appropriate to do that for a Chris Benoit episode. Uh, you know, your, your mileage may vary, your feelings may be different, uh, but as we talked about on another episode, uh, that the Chris Benoit tragedy and his whole family's tragedy, uh, it's still a uh, subject that, you know, is um, something that is still hard for us to talk about and not fun to talk about, certainly. So we decided in our journey of doing every Undertaker pay-per-view match, we would just pass over that one. Uh, It's not a huge match. It's a UK pay-per-view. It's not that long. It's not that in-depth. So we thought, okay, this will be okay if we pass over that one and you guys would understand it. But uh, Mike and JV, they actually reached out to us a while back and invited us to join them on their show for a watch-along for that match between The Undertaker and Chris Benoit and the main event of this pay-per-view which is a fatal four-way match between Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Rikishi, and Kurt Angle. So we said, yeah, we'd love to join you guys. And, you know, when we weren't going to ever cover this match between The Undertaker and Chris Benoit on our show. But since you guys asked us to join us, you know, we're okay with watching it back and doing a little commentary over it and talking about it as a way to look back at it. And so for a long time, the only place you could ever hear us talk about Rebellion 2000, uh, the lost match in our lineage and our uh, encyclopedic exploration, digging up the dead man, was over on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast feed. But it's been over there for a long time now. And uh, since we were in a pinch, they allowed us to uh, graciously uh, put this episode up on our podcast feed. You know, since we are also coming near the end of our encyclopedic exploration, uh, now we can have this missing piece of the puzzle uh, placed in our podcast feed. So we'll never dedicate a, a full episode like we normally do it with all the uh, analysis of all the Raws and Smackdowns, but at least you will find it in our feed. You will hear us cover it uh, after long last. So uh, before we get to that, uh, you're going to hear Mike and JV take over the hosting duties and and bring us in for that watching long special. We'll give you the time cue so you can watch the, those two matches with us. And uh, we had a blast joining them on the show as we always do. I want to make sure they get all the plugs from us uh, in case for some reason you are not already following them and listening to them each and every single week. Uh, Their episodes usually drop every Thursday. Uh, Like you said, it is the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It is the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. They are at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. Uh, You can also follow Mike and JV. 
Mike is at MPRU83. And JV is at John Van Damage. You can subscribe to them on all your favorite podcasting apps. You will find them on there. You can also go to their Teespring store and pick up a Bottom Line Wrestling Cast shirt or even a fanny pack, which I cannot believe is a real thing, but it definitely is. Uh, It's a great t-shirt. It's a great design of their logo on there. I have got one in my collection, and I wear it proudly all the time. And they've also got another podcast, the ECW Extreme Livecast, that they will plug on here on the show. Uh, You can get it. It is a Patreon podcast, so you got to pay $5 to hear them uh, do two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV every single week. And uh, we always joke that whenever they're ready to get to December to dismember, uh, we'll be happy to join them <laughs> and talk about that one. Uh, you can find our episode on that in the archives. Yes, we have a December to dismember episode on the Undertaker podcast. It's true. It's true. <laughs> As for us... We will attempt to be back with you next week with our regularly scheduled WrestleMania 34 episode. Uh, We are also planning a special watch-along episode with our buddy Watch Along Tommy. Uh, We've got a special treat lined up for you with him. Uh, He is someone who's contributed a lot uh, to our show, to all the listener comments that we talk about every week. Uh, He actually had me on his YouTube show a while back, and uh, we wanted to make sure to have him on the show. He's got so many cool Undertaker stories, so we wanted to talk to him and uh, do a watch-along episode with him for something special. So stay tuned for that. Uh, One of those will be hitting your podcast feed next week, so uh, I'm not sure which one it will be, uh, but we will, of course, announce that on all our social media pages. But without further ado, I just want to thank Mike and JV again. I want to ask all of our followers to please go follow them and support them and listen to them again for their uh, gracious Christmas gift to us uh, of letting us host this episode on our feed. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and all your family. And until next week, take her easy. Austin 316 says I just whipped your... there and call yourself the gorilla, yet you hee-haw out here like a jackass. What? I said shut up. You can kiss my ass. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. What? And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold Welcome back to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This week is a very special edition, and it's a watch-along with our pals from Talking Taker, Alex and Travis. I'm Mike Frew, along with JV, as always, and like I said, we got our special guest. And it's not the first time that you've heard them. They've been on our show a couple of times. I'd like to welcome back Alex and Travis to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. How are you guys? Doing well. Thank you for having us on here. We appreciate it. We're, uh, you know, we've been brother podcasts with y'all for, uh, man, how long have y'all been going now? 
we've been going since September of 2018. So a year and a half, a little over a year and a half at this point. And you guys have been going at it for a while, <laughs> a year longer, I think. Yeah, so. it'll be coming up on uh, three years in August. Yeah, three we're, doing, we're August. two and a half years old, man. So. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was just taking a look at the shows that we've done together, you know, prior to this. Um, it, it seems like we do at least one every like five months or so with each other. So we did one back in July. And that was just Alex came on this show and did the uh, the four Fatal Four Way from Capital Carnage, right? Pay per view, and we also did the the Buried Alive match from Rock Bottom in December '98, and then uh, we did we did your show. Uh, Travis had a, some kind of situation; he wasn't able to make it, so we jumped in, did Fully Loaded '98, Stone Cold and the Undertaker teamed up against Kane and Mankind, and then just uh, less than a month after that, in November. This past November, we did another bottom line wrestling cast for fully loaded 99 Stone Cold versus The Undertaker. So this is our fourth time together and our second time as a as a fatal four-way. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Very and that, fitting. And that's what we're going to have coming up on this show is that we'll be covering the UK pay-per-view rebellion from 2000 from... Was it December? Yeah, the early December 2000, December 2nd. So we'll be covering that, and I'll give kind of like a little rundown of the undercard, and then we'll get into the watch-along portion of this episode, which is going to be an uncovered match from Talking Taker. And that is the match between The Undertaker and Chris Benoit. So exclusive here on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Alex and Travis watching... The match that they didn't want to spend the time watching when they did their episode. <laughs> they didn't want to spend the whole episode talking about Chris Benoit. And, yeah. you, know, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Right. <laughs> it's also, you know, there's no storyline to this, really. And it's and it's and there's not a lot to it. But uh, we're happy to give you guys the exclusive on it. Awesome. <laughs> So that's what we have coming up. And then we also have the main event, which will be the fatal four-way match between Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rikishi, and mm. we had The Rock. I believe Triple H was supposed to be in that match, but he was injured, some back in, back injury, and I believe The Rock replaced him. I think Rikishi was still supposed to be in that match. Well, imagine if it was the other way: Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, and Kurt Angle. That—that's a big time match right there. Yeah. No, that's a huge. Oh, yeah. That's a WrestleMania main event right there, man. Right. But instead, they were pushing Rikishi at this time, and <laughs> they just kept him in the main event scene until they finally realized that eh, we got to get him out of there. Get him yeah, dancing with Too Cool again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, I mean, I said to the audience, they probably heard you guys before, and if they've listened to an episode of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, they hear your plugs, but let's hear it from you guys live. So, uh, <laughs> where can you be found with uh, Twitter and all that? Inform our fans here, our listeners. I think I did it last time, Travis. You want to take it? Uh, No, because I don't know all our Twitter <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no. To be Fair honest. Enough. Yeah, I don't know all of them. So, uh, no, that would be terrible for me to do it. I'll run it into the uh, ground. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Talking Taker. You hear me say it every week, Travis, but he's he's not on all the social media stuff. He's got three kids to worry about. So, uh, we don't blame him for that. But, uh, yeah, we're available there. And, uh, you know, we release our episodes every Friday or, or really Thursday night, uh, week by week, going through every match of The Undertaker's pay-per-view career. And uh, you can find us pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all that stuff. And we are currently in the middle of 2008. We just wrapped up. The Undertaker and Edge storyline uh, with Vicky Guerrero, which Travis, uh, am I correct in saying that's probably one of our top top three or so storylines we've covered in the history of the show? Oh, absolutely. Without question, man. It was insane. It was fantastic to talk about, uh, wonderful to go over. And, you know, I'm a huge Batman mark, and I bring out so much Batman as much as I can on the show. And we pretty much just set the table and, and knocked it down with this Batman references with Edge and Undertaker. It's been fantastic. So it was awesome. And uh, we had to come to a screeching halt and go back to Big Show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, the big slow. And, and he's going to be around for a while, right? Like three, four like, matches in a row? <laughs> yeah, like the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, 2008 is literally five Edge matches and three big show matches. Jeez, the year of Edge and big show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so check out Talking Taker. They've been going at it for a while. Guys, 141 episodes in this week? Yeah, this week will be 141, and um, I was doing some work on it uh, earlier in the week. We've We've got about... I think under 40 left. So uh, we're, we're on the home stretch. Wow. Jeez. Well, we, we joked about this before. We'll probably be done around the same time or, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or even before you guys. <laughs> well, we need to have you guys on our show uh, another time as well before we finish it all out. So we'll figure something yeah. out. Awesome. But the, uh, the show keeps growing at this point is like with Taker still showing up, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't have an end date yet. <laughs> right. You right. guys yeah, you guys have the benefit of having an end date. We don't have that because he keeps wrestling. And, <laughs> and if he's going to keep going in Boneyard matches, he might go another decade. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah if, they, if, if they do, they can bring back people from so long ago. They can have another Mankind Undertaker buried alive match. <laughs> he can you finally know. have his match with Sting in a right. Boneyard. Can, yeah, exactly. So there's so many ways use this new format that they've they've used it before but now it's it's going to be a thing without a doubt especially with the undertaker oh yeah i agree i think even when we get to a point where they're able to have normal wrestling shows again i think they'll still do more stuff like this because it allows them to have even more creativity and flexibility and like you guys said use guys that may not be able to have a normal match anymore, but could still do something like this. Right. Well, I think what they should do is not do these on big shows like WrestleMania. They should make them network exclusive. So it's not a, so you don't have an arena filled of people watching something on a big screen. 
you know, you just get everybody to watch it at home. Yeah, I think network. that's a good idea. You know. Yeah, but it would be weird if you pay like a hundred dollars for a ticket and it's like, oh yeah, I watched the match on the uh, the Titantron. Well, like the, <laughs> the Boiler Room Brawl, they watched it on televisions ringside. They had like four right. TVs set up ringside, so yeah, like work. they were in a high school classroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you had this substitute teacher that she wheeled in the big laser. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll give out plugs now, JV. Uh, we're at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. You can follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And JV is at John Van Damage. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Uh, we got a whole of uh, about 12 people subscribed to that. <laughs> so maybe that can grow over time. And all it is, really, it's not any exclusive content. It's just our episodes. But some people like to listen on YouTube. It's another avenue to go to find your podcast. So check us out on YouTube, the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. All right, so oh, I do want to bring up you know a bit of you know all the things that are going on in the world. We're aware of that, and when we got on the phone here or, or on the computers here with Alex and Travis, we talked about all our situations, and you know we're all doing fine. We're all going crazy. <laughs> it's funny to say yeah. that anyway. We're fine. We're okay, but we're crazy. <laughs> Um, I think that's the whole world right now. <laughs> Just like everybody else, and we don't want to, you know, be doom and gloom about it or anything. We just want to say, you know, everybody, hopefully, you're following whatever procedures your state is telling you to, and you're not totally dismissing it because people are trying to do their best to stay home and and go crazy like many of us are. So don't take it for granted that. You know, your life's more important than someone else and your lifestyle is more important than somebody else's lifestyle. You know, don't be flipping out because you can't get a haircut <laughs> while other people <laughs> are stuck at home with uh, hair down to their ass now. I don't know. But uh, actually, I, I shaved my head. So I was like, screw it. I'm not dealing with this crazy hair. I gotta, I'm shaving it <laughs> off. That's awesome. <laughs> Just buzzed it. Um, well, in the, in the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, well, I didn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so we're doing fine. We don't want to just talk all about that, but we wanted wanted to let you know that we did talk about it and make sure that we're all doing good here. The bottom line wrestling cast. Yeah, more like a ringmaster bus guy? Yes, yeah, more like the ringmaster. Yeah, Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the picture. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Just wanted to bring that up, get that out of the way, and now it's time to enjoy some wrestling, some old school wrestling, going back to the year 2000, and it's the Rebellion pay-per-view from the United Kingdom, and it's going to take place in Sheffield, England, and what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to go through the undercard, and if anybody has any comments about these matches or any of the storylines at that point, just chime on in as I go through this. All right, so the show starts off with Mick Foley and Deborah arriving. So they made the trip to go over to England. They they pull up in their vintage British car. I, I couldn't think of what the hell the kind of name of the car was. So I'm like, <laughs> British car, you know? How, <laughs> you know, very well it could have been cars like that in the United States back in the 1940s or something. But you know, it's just a typical old-fashioned car that you see, and they pull up in that. And then you have the commentary team: Jim Ross and Taz. Now, Taz is dipping his toe into commentary around this time, being on Sunday Night Heat. I think he was on Sunday Night Heat at this time. 
Yeah, and, I think that's right. Yeah. And they had transitioned him out of wrestling. I don't know why. They they just they ruined his character. <laughs> like straight off the bat. He had that great debut against Kurt Angle at Royal Rumble. And then from there, it's like, all right, here wear these pants, wear this uh cut off button down shirt and go look like a fool. <laughs> In the ring and get into a feud with Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. <laughs> uh, yep. And then with that said, Taz is on commentary with Jim Ross, like everything's all cool now. Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Doesn't make any sense. Didn't he right. smash a, a glass candy jar on his head like two months before this? Right. Yeah. That that random candy jar. <laughs> oh yeah. Just <laughs> it needed a candy jar sitting there on the commentary table. <laughs> Because there's always been a candy jar. (laughs) So random. (laughs) But the uh, funny thing is, Travis has brought this up on our last few shows because they're the commentary crew on SmackDown in 2008. They're still together in AEW in 2008. Yeah, you're right. How crazy is that? Jim Ross was on commentary with Taz in 2008? Yeah, he got switched for a little while. Yeah, he got switched to SmackDown uh, in the draft, like for a shoot. He had no idea. And he almost quit. Yeah. And uh, it's him and Taz. He was pissed about that. Yeah, which I think is funny because, yeah, like I said, in 2020, they're on AEW together, which is just crazy how things. uh, 20 years, we're talking about a match from 20 years ago. You still got JR. I mean, yeah, JR and Taz (laughs) on the commentary. It's just crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. So from there, we move on to our opening segment. It's Mick Foley. And Mick Foley's going to make fun of Triple H's nose. He's doing the whole promo style. Uh, Holly Race, uh, big nose. Uh, <laughs> the Triple H voice. <laughs> and uh, Mick announces that there, there's going to be some changes to the main event. Triple H is not in the main event. And it's going to be no DQ, no count out. Whoever gets the pinfall wins the championship. So Angle comes out. He's you know bitching and moaning about it. But Mick Foley t- tells him his decision. Is final. He was trying to get that over as a big time catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, that was not one of his best. No. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go over well. <laughs> didn't didn't stick. He could have just stuck with "Have a nice day" after every decision. You know, that's a good point. All right, so now we get into the matches. So we got an elimination table match. It's the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian and Test and Albert. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the Next, uh, Hardy Boys, Edge Christian and Dudley Boys. Some, something's not quite right here. Right. <laughs> you expect the Hardy Boys to be in the match, but Test and Albert. Right. You know, the only thing good about Test and Albert is Trish Stratus. <laughs> but what happens in this match real briefly is that Albert gets slammed through a table. They're the first team to be eliminated, of course. Uh, comes down to Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys, as you would expect. Dudley Boys win the match, and uh, at this point, the right to censor is currently the champions, but yes. they will soon lose those titles. A week later, at Armageddon, and uh, we, we, JV and I actually talked about that last week because we're a little ahead from this. So this is happening December second. We got up to Armageddon on last week's episode, which, thinking back now, like. We should have asked you guys to do the watch-along for the Armageddon paper in the main event. <laughs> so at least the Undertaker's in that match with Stone Cold. <laughs> well, and are it, you guys going to do that on a future show? Um, Maybe down the road. We won't do it yeah. soon. Because yeah. It was a great match. So we well, maybe yeah. we can have you guys over on our show and do that one. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. 
Yeah. Great idea. I like I, the the spot though where Rikishi falls into the truck. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like a choke slam, but it's more of like a shove. Yeah, oh yeah. Really he just <laughs> yeah, he just trips backwards into a yeah. pile of, you know, rabbit feed. Yeah, what was it? Was it hay or sawdust? It's like I don't know wood, it's like wood yeah, it's like wood chips for a rabbit like cage or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Cold's face after is priceless. Yes. Yeah. Everybody looks pretty shocked. <laughs> the strange thing that happens though, everybody else gets down and gets back into the ring and you have that final moment where they're all hitting each other with the finishers and then taking each other off and Angle sneaks in there and gets the gets the pin. The Undertaker never shows up again. Nope. In that match. Right. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. He pushes Rikishi off and then he disappears. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> My work here is done. Yeah, I'm all set. I don't need to win this match. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we move on and right to censor. They lose the titles at Armageddon. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, Dudley Boys should have been in the title scene at this point. They're just hanging around involved in these matches, but never getting the title shots in late 2000. They've already had the titles earlier in 2000, but at this point, they're not putting the straps on them at all. That's yeah, all I really remember about that time, I remember so many great matches, but I couldn't tell you who was champ when. I just felt like the yeah. tag titles were changing almost every week. Right, it's right. It's always Edge and Christian, Hardys, Dudleys, even right to censor here. The censor had it, yeah. <laughs> they, they they stuck around way way long, way too long, <laughs> longer than I thought. Oh, right, oh, not long enough for Travis. Not long enough for me. I'm a I'm a honorary member. And oh. I was in. <laughs> you guys didn't see that video. I was inducted by the Good Father into the as an that's right. Member. I'll be right to Yes, I was. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start defending that now. It was uh, my birthday last year, right, Alex? Yeah, it was your birthday present yeah, last year. Last yeah. year. So the Godfather cameo of me and uh, inducted me into the right to censor as an honorary. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. And then, and awesome. then we got to meet him uh, a few months ago when we met Taker at, uh, at in New York. Right before the yeah, coronavirus took the word down. Took the world down. Yeah. Now, actually, that's something I did want to mention is that you guys were able to sneak in that trip to New York right before things got crazy. <laughs> yes. Man, because a week later, they would have probably canceled the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure if the event wasn't canceled, I'm not sure we would have been able to go. Anyway, I mean, it's just uh, incredible how the timing worked out. Yeah. So lucky there. And then we actually talked about you meeting them, um, I think it was last week. Or the other week before, whatever the actually it was Survivor Series. We covered Survivor Series a couple of weeks back, so we I brought up the story of you talking to the Godfather about the pants. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You did mention that. <laughs> and how he said, "Now I'm bigger than the Undertaker. He won't even fit in those pants." <laughs> yeah, we put that wrestling myth to bed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and it's something I didn't even realize until you guys talked about it. You talked about it way back when you. You covered when we survivors. covered that yeah. pay-per-view, yeah. Right. So I looked online after that. I was like, oh, yeah, other people have been mentioning this online for a few years. Well, the oh, they're such strange pants. And Undertaker never wears anything like that ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. 
<laughs> it totally does seem like a situation where he's like, ah, shit, I lost my pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, maybe Godfather has something because he's the, he's one of the biggest guys around that. Maybe I fit right. something, you know, and they fit into it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, the, like, if he really... If he really lost his pants, why wouldn't he just go to Walmart and pick up a pair of jeans? Because right. like, that's what he normally wrestled in. So, you know, we definitely think uh, whoever Sarah, whoever his wife was at the time, st- stitched him up some fancy pants or something. <laughs> he felt good about him. <laughs> or maybe it was one of the rare times that The Undertaker was brought to the uh, the backstage court. <laughs> and, mm. the, and the ruling was, you got to wear these pants. <laughs> I like that theory, yeah. And Godfather gave him the pants, but Godfather has to keep quiet about it because outsiders <laughs> like you and Travis can't know about the inner workings of that. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I like this conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's a, it's a BSK conspiracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so let's move on into the card. We have the Women's Championship, and that's Ivory versus Lita. This is nothing much here, but the one thing at this time period that got me going as a kid was Lita's thong popping out the back. That's... <laughs> and what I thought was funny on commentary is Taz is trying to be like Jerry Lawler throughout this show. He's trying to come up with his own catchphrases, and, and he's all worked up about you know the thong and He's also wondering, oh, I wonder what's under Ivory's high-water pants. Like, <laughs> like her character is you're not supposed to be attracted to her. But Taz is, he can't help himself. He's like, oh, I want to see what's under those pants. <laughs> Does he call her a tomato? A tomato. A tomato. <laughs> he always called them tomatoes. The girls are tomatoes. That's one hot tomato right there. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, later in the show, when he's talking about China, he's calling her puppies biscuits. He calls them biscuits mm. instead. Mm. <laughs> so he's just trying to come up with his own catchphrases. Yes, not quite working. No. <laughs> stick, stick to the suplexes, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Got the hajime. <laughs> yeah, that too, exactly. Yeah. I've, you know, I've heard that. I haven't seen it spelled I don't think ever. So I every time I say it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's what it sounds like to me. No, I, I couldn't tell you how to spell it. That or uh, shillelagh. That's shillelagh. both of us, I think, Travis, in our notes. We never know how to spell shillelagh. I look it that's up every of, week, yeah. A lot of Finn Finley matches. Yes. <laughs> All right. So nothing – that match really is nothing other than, you know, just Taz on commentary. Um, I still caught the Hajime T A Z Z M I S S I O N. Taz mission. Taz mission. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, so, uh, go ahead. No, that's all right. Uh, so one other thing that popped out obviously is like, wow, what a different culture twenty years yes. ago was. Oh yep. yeah. It, it's strange though because you would think as time goes on, people would become more accepting of saying these types of things in public, but it's become the opposite so like throughout the 80s into the 90s and into the late 90s that's when it finally became accept- acceptable to say those things and then it reverted right back to the other way oh so yeah it's almost like we're back to the backwards. 80s yeah you right. can't say these things on tv anymore so at all right. or in person yeah it's it's uh yeah 
Who knows? <laughs> the pendulum may swing back the other way one day, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, um, we move on from there. You have a hardcore championship match. This is the time where it is almost every single match is a title match. <laughs> and you would think that'd yes. be a great thing. Like, oh, yeah, it's a title match. It means something. But now it means nothing because there's so many titles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes less is more, not more is more. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big uh, believer in that. Some, a lot of times less seems like more in wrestling. Yeah, definitely back to the days where it was just the IC title, the world title, and the tag titles. You know, and sometimes there wouldn't even be one of those titles on the line. So it just made it exciting. Like, ah, I'm going to see something special possibly. But at this point, nothing special. But I'll tell special. you what. i tell you what. At this point in time, late 2000, hardcore champion Steve Blackman was one of my absolute <laughs> favorite wrestlers. And Travis can attest to that. Yeah. Oh, no. He was awesome at this point. <laughs> he's, in a, he's found his groove right here. Yes. It was like a three-month window when he was awesome. Oh, yeah. So in this match, he retains against Perry Saturn. And I was surprised as- – with the wrestling, because it's usually pretty hardcore with Steve Blackman, but he's actually, you know, wrestling with Saturn, and that's probably thanks to Saturn. Oh, yeah, kinda, he was, he, carrying he the was a mechanic in the ring. I love Saturn right. back in the day. So it's actually a decent match and not the typical hardcore style match until the very end when he kicks him in the face with the steel chair and gets the <laughs> win. <laughs> and then from there, you get another title match. It's the European Championship. And William Regal is the champion, and he's back home. He's back in England. And the crowd doesn't really seem to care <laughs> about Regal. You know, maybe it's like 50-50, but it's coming across like they don't like him. So they're, they're booing him, and you got a lot of thumbs down. And Regal heads out there. He starts talking crap to the audience. But what I did notice, and I posted a tweet of this the other day as I was watching this, just... Out of nowhere, I'm just glancing up at the TV. I see Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's got to be Daniel Radcliffe because they're in England. So I pause it, take a look at it. It's Daniel Radcliffe and it's Matthew Lewis who plays Neville Longbottom in the in the Harry Potter series. No, no shit. So they're in attendance there. And this was actually just days before they filmed the first film. So I was going to say, didn't it come out in 01, I think, or 02, maybe? So they had to have been just filming it at this point. That's crazy. Yeah, the, this was, I guess, a, a present from the production team <laughs> to bring the kids to wrestling prior to shooting. <laughs> so Yeah, you more- blew my mind with this yeah. when you posted it. I could not believe it. Like <laughs> I, At first I thought, no, it just looks like them. But you zoom it. I mean, that is them. That's them, yeah. yeah. So I, I I believe it was just it was more than them. It wasn't just the two of them, but that's what we see on camera. But it was like most of the uh, kids were brought to the show. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he actually t- I looked online, and obviously I'm not the first person to notice it. So there have been many other posts about it, and and uh, I guess Daniel Radcliffe had had said something about it a few years back that he remembers going <laughs> to the show. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He called it insurrection, though. He got the name wrong. <laughs> that would be the next pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Close but, enough. Yeah, he was there. We see you. We know you were there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, Regal gets the three count, but Crash's foot is on the rope, so we're going to get a strange little scenario here. You're going to get Molly Holly 
who tells the ref, you know, that he was cheating and, you know, his foot were on the rope. And so the referee starts the match over again. And Crash goes for a roll-up when Regal is kind of like, what's going on here? So he gets the sneak-up roll-up and makes the three-count three count and Crash wins the European Championship. This would be short-lived because Regal is going to get it right back the next night or the next Monday on Raw. And uh, JV and I, we did cover that last week, but here it is. Crash Holly, European champion, just to work the European crowd, basically. Yeah, that's uh, it didn't the seem to work because to pop the crowd just so they have a title change, so something exciting happened, basically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because these are essentially like house shows, really. Yes. And then after the match, Regal attacks Crash and Molly, and he actually like stomps on Molly's head, which I thought was pretty brutal. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So Regal actually takes the belt with him and leaves with it, which is funny because. They probably told just take the belt. Don't even let Crash pack it in his bag. It's yours the next night, so just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> just hang on to it. You didn't really lose. <laughs> and then we go on. We have Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, the Radicals, against Billy Gunn in China. And yikes. they recap. Yeah, yeah, definitely yikes. Billy Gunn in China. That is probably one of my least favorite things going on at this point. The so one mad. Billy Gunn. The one. Another single push failed. <laughs> so they go back and they uh, they kind of recap the whole Eddie Guerrero cheating scandal when uh, GTV caught Eddie in the shower of Victoria and Mandy. Who Good. is Mandy? Mandy's the blonde. Um, but Victoria, at this point, she wasn't oh, wrestling at all. The yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Now that he's not the Godfather anymore, that's right. <laughs> They're off doing their own thing. So Eddie gets caught. China breaks up with them. All that, whatever. So they have their match here. Uh, Billy Gunn's going to get the pinfall on Dean Malenko. And as I said before, this is when Taz is going to call China. China's uh, guns, her biscuits. It's <laughs> <laughs> not cannons. <laughs> biscuits and gravy. <laughs> biscuits and gravy. <laughs> All right. So actually, China's not even in wrestling gear either. I thought it was funny. She's wearing white boots, white uh, black bike shorts, and a white tank top with the British flag on it. Wow. And this might sound crazy. I don't know where you guys stand with China, but at the time in 2000, at 17, you know, and growing up seeing her the way she was when she first came in. I was just never a fan of China. I always thought she was ugly. But now looking 20 years later from a 37-year-old's eyes, I'm like, ah, China's not bad. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, absolutely. Once, like, 2000, 2001, yeah, I, 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 was, uh, I was fine with China. <laughs> oh, you were fine back then? I yeah, was I was fine, fine back, back then. then. Oh, man. man, I must have been too picky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come back down, buddy. Yeah, I've, come, I've come down way down now. So. <laughs> way down. Yeah, another one too that I had no nothing for at the time. That going through all this now, I'm like, oh shit, how did I miss out on her? Her, and that's Molly Holly. Oh, oh I was cute. a huge fan of yeah, Molly yeah. from day one. I was into Molly Holly. I liked Molly Holly when she was in WCW as Mona Miss Madness. She was one of the Macho Man's girls. Oh. So. 
Yeah, I missed out on that. So. It was her and Medusa and somebody else were Macho Man's, like, uh, I guess, lackeys or whatever. And then she went to w- or WWE and became Molly Holly. So, yeah, I was always a fan oh. of hers. Yeah, I didn't know where she came from either. I, didn't, I don't remember that. I know Macho Man had his period where he was, like, going through a midlife crisis, so he had to be around young chicks. <laughs> oh, it was Gorgeous George. That's what it was. It was yes. George. Yeah, that's right. Gorgeous right. George, Medusa. And Medusa. And Medusa yeah. and Mona, yeah. Gorgeous George. Didn't she like get the Macho Man get the rights to Gorgeous George's name? I and believe that's so. she was able right. to use it because it was his real life girlfriend. Yeah, and she was like eleven, so it's creepy. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on to the next match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the next match, it's Kane and Chris Jericho going at it for like the hundredth time around this period, where. Their feud started off with Chris Jericho spilling coffee on Kane, and then classic. <laughs> and then Jericho's like, "Hey, I'll, oh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't burn you. Oh, oh, sorry, man." <laughs> and then Kane, from that point, is mad at Jericho because Jericho's good looking and he's hideous, and he wants to rip Jericho's face off. So that's where we go from there. And they have a series of matches. They have a match at. Survivor Series, they have a match here. They have a match at Armageddon, so they're just going at it. And Kane's going to win this match, and then Jericho's going to attack him on the ramp after the match. But the crowd loves Jericho in England. When he makes his entrance, he's like the biggest star. He gets one of the loudest pops of the night prior to the main event pops that you would expect from The Rock in Austin and even The Undertaker. So Chris Jericho over in England for sure. Oh, yeah. We, one of the best pops ever. Us, too. One of the biggest pops was when he won the title for, like, 10 minutes back in April this year. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what a, what a tease that, that was. What a, yeah. yeah, what a tease. It's almost like they were just testing. Yep. Yeah. Testing what, the what's waters. the crowd say if we do this? And the crowd said, please freaking give it to us, and they didn't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they waited till December of the next year. So. Yeah. Right. And at that point, he wasn't – I mean, they built him back up, but he had lost some steam going through some of those feuds in in the meantime there. Sure. Yeah, I can't remember. Did he ever win the title as a face? Or was he always a heel? He was always a heel, I believe. Yeah. But that's crazy because of how big that pop was. Yeah. Right. When you say April 2000, mm-hmm. how over he was, and yet – he was always a heel when he won the title. Interesting. And then one last match before we get into our watch-along portion. It's a WWF Tag Team Championship match. Right to censor. And the team that was missing from the other match, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> the Hardy Boys should have been in that other match. But here you have right to censor and the Hardy Boys. And they're going to have right to censor. Find a way to hang on to the titles again, which is... Happening over and over again. They're defending their titles every show, or whether it's Raw, SmackDown, and they keep sneaking out victories. And I did want to say something when you know, we were talking about Right to Censor earlier, and how Travis is a member of it. The only reason why, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I kind of have this disdain for them because they're on so much and so often throughout the show, because yeah. there's so many members that have their own matches. And when I'm trying to take the notes. You know, being in quarantine with my family. You know, I usually do this when the kids take a nap. Just take my notes. But my wife's still lingering around. 
and she hates hearing their theme music. <laughs> she gets pissed off every time. So like, I'm at the point now where I see them come out. I have to like hit the 10 second forward thing until their music ends. Because <laughs> she's like, "Shut that off! You're gonna wake up the kids! You're gonna wake up the kids!" <laughs> the gimmick still works 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? The heels. <laughs> Timeless heels, baby. Timeless. Yeah. <laughs> and all it took was music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but you also took great characters away from us. <laughs> Val Venus and the Godfather. Took away the hose. <laughs> That's what Godfather said when we when we met him. He said he hated it because yeah. he didn't get to be the Godfather anymore. Oh. Yeah, so he was hating on it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, so the match goes on, and just kind of recap, recap real quickly, so we can move on. Is um, yeah, the right sense of wins. That's all. Nothing else to say. <laughs> That's it. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> yeah, nothing special there. Um, but now we're going to get set up on the WWE Network. All right, so now we're here for the watch-along portion of the episode, and we're going to watch the final two matches, which is The Undertaker versus Chris Benoit, and then the main event, the Fatal 4-Away, no DQ, no count-out, Kurt Angle defending the WWF Championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Rikishi. And the timestamp to get synced up with us on the WWE Network is going to be 1 hour, 42 minutes, and 4 seconds. Again, that's 1 hour, 42 minutes, 4 seconds. If you need to, just pause us and then hit play when you found your spot, and then we'll be right here. All right, so I'll count down three, down to one, and say play. When I say play, we'll all click play and get started. Three, two, one, play. All right, so we should see the Undertaker walking down a hallway, shadow boxing. about that you ready for this there they are you ready for me to kick your ass (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is attacking the knee of the big man it is a shame that only one of these guys is in the wwe hall of fame you know for all for different reasons but man all four of those guys back in 2000 you would have thought all four of those guys would just have been future world champ. Maybe not Dean Malenko. Who's the guy? <laughs> just because no. he was a cruiserweight. But I love Dean Malenko. So I'm saying here. Love Dean. I liked I liked uh, Perry Saturn a lot too. I just thought it's the Rings of Saturn back in WCW. Yes. That finisher was just so sick. Oh, in case we missed it, the last <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> yeah, in case we missed what happened literally 15 seconds ago. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are confirming I didn't misclick anything. Like, did I just misclick like 15 seconds earlier? What the heck? Why did they do? Why did they replay that? Yeah, that was so strange. <laughs> you know, I can't tell that this is in the UK because they don't have the giant uh, phone booths and the double-decker bus out there that they usually have for every UK show. Where's the standard UK props? 
You sure we in the UK right yeah. now? Yeah. Right, Jess looks like an episode of Raw. That's hard to watch. I still might think I'm having trouble hearing Travis. All right, I think he just popped in. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I didn't notice. But uh, yeah. Look at that. Has anyone seen my teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Toothless aggression. Toothless aggression. That's right. Man, I mean, and this time in 2000, I, I don't know about you guys, Mike and JV, but Travis, I mean, you and I, Chris, Chris Benoit was our favorite wrestler, right? Yeah, absolutely. He had won the world title back in January in WCW, and that was a great one of the greatest nights of my wrestling life. And then he left the next day. Is he going to make it out? Limping, possibly? Well, uh -oh. Chris Benoit, uh-oh. He's never the best promo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Travis is having problems here in uh, Mike. Yeah, uh, I think Mike just left the uh, left the call here. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's joining back in right now though, so I think I don't think we have to reset or anything. Not much going on yet here in the match. Yeah, Chris Benoit arguing with old uh, Timmy White, trying to trying to get him to count Undertaker out, I believe. But you can't count out the dead man. No way. Oh, look at that sign. Dyslexia 613. That was great. <laughs> That's a classic attitude era sign. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. Benoit, at this point, I would, you know, he had been through fully loaded. And uh, that match was, that, that whole pay-per-view was great. Yeah. yeah. Pay-per-view was fantastic. All the young guys were still older, like the older guys, established guys. That was Why a great paper. Yeah, that yeah, was. Why is there so much? Like, I see a kid with neon green hair. There was a kid behind Taz with neon pink hair. Like, what's the deal with the neon hair? It's 2000, man. Yeah. I guess so. You had uh, you had highlights in your hair, didn't you? I did, a little bit. Look that was that. a couple years before that, I guess. Take or shake it off. <laughs> I had highlights, too. <laughs> I was yeah. natural blonde, man. Oh, lucky you. Yep. All right, so this match is kicking off. Pooch is chatting me, so it looks like he's trying to get in. Okay. Oh, he's in, but he's having mic problems. Mike's having mic problems. But I'm pumped. Right back to the knee here. Yep. Kind of setting that up. Well, JV, I think you guys have said you weren't huge fans of Undertaker in this era, right? Uh, I wasn't. I think Prue may have been. I forget, but I, I was. I was not at all. That's for sure. Um, I don't know why. I was just. I, I loved. I loved him as the Dead Man, though. But sure. um, as Mark said earlier in the show, after seeing you know WrestleMania um, in the Boneyard match, I don't know. It feels like it's forced me to change my tune on Biker Taker. And now that I'm, we're, we're rewatching and covering it since, I feel like uh, he's kind of grown on me. Yeah, I think that was the same for both of us. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't care for him in the year 2000, but going back and rewatching it, 
Uh, he does a lot of fun stuff that um, you can see him coming into that character and really letting loose in a lot of ways that I didn't appreciate back then, but uh, it's fun to watch now. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I remember a huge fan when he came out in the, you know, at that uh, was it Backlash oh, 2000 came out. As Judgment Michael, Day. Judgment yeah. Day, sorry. Yeah, Judgment Day. And uh, really cool to see him as that. It was brand new, but after that, I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. I don't like him. I want my dead man. But then, yeah, like, <laughs> we've, since we've been going back and watching it, it's like, man, I really appreciate a lot of this cool stuff he did and the way he was able to change his character. But here he is just handing his butt to Chris Benoit. So. Yeah, what's wild is how the crowd didn't turn on him with right. this character change. Yeah. Like, would this go over as well nowadays? Like, how would, like, I don't know, how the crowd likes to hijack shows. I could, I could yeah. easily have seen his original debut kind of not working out in 2020 sure absolutely and i just feel like it's so rare nowadays for someone to change their character so drastically i mean so, i mean guys are just i feel like they're they're the same for so long i mean even bray wyatt and the fiend it's not it's not as massive of a change as this undertaker character changes right. i don't think right But he's a great Undertaker selling big time here. I mean, you don't typically see that from a big guy. Um, I mean, he's for sure selling that knee, and he's always been good at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. You, as a big man, he sells so well for his opponents. Yeah, he, he kind of, I don't know, he 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 sells like a kind of like a you know a six foot two guy. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look how big he is here, Alex, compared to what we're covering in 08. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's jacked up. That's the other thing. He's solid. Yes. He's got solid. His arms are solid. I mean, like, his, look at his gut, though. Like, he's big, big. Like, yeah. Yeah, yes. We're covering in 2008 now, and he is uh, svelte. I'll say. He is yeah, slimmed down a lot in 2008. Has a lot more tan. Yeah. <laughs> I like how... And- Crispin Wallace rocking the Georgia Bulldog color pants. I do like that. You do appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, JV, did you guys ever watch these UK pay-per-views back in the day? Like, I mean, I know our block, like our video stores would have them sometimes. They didn't have all of them all the time, but I remember renting a few of them. Um, this one, I don't. I, I did. I, I did watch them, but I don't. I don't recall if I caught this one or not. Um. I remember like the December and January pay-per-views after like 99 were a little bit more difficult for me to watch because mm-hmm. um, they had like um, high school sports and shit like that. Um, except for like the Rumble. Even nowadays, I make sure I always see the Rumble in January. So I may have missed yeah. this one in uh, December 2nd, 20, uh, Yeah, I don't remember seeing this one back in the day. I was It was no. hit and miss with like our video stores, whether they yep. would get them or not. Uh, I remember whichever one that had uh, Jacqueline where her uh, top came off. I definitely saw that one. <laughs> oh, I saw that one too. Yeah. That's Capital Carnage. I saw that one a lot. There he <laughs> is. There I'm he back. is. Oh, I can hear Travis. Yes. Yeah. I can hear everybody now. Yeah. I have to log out, log back in, and then Mike use in? the link again. Yeah, Mike's in. Can you not oh. hear him? No, I can't hear him. <laughs> I can't. No. What happened? JV's gone? JV says he can't hear you. Ah. <laughs> well, we can all hear you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this is great. <laughs> what a cluster. Maybe we'll have to take a break after this match and yeah, <laughs> start that's probably over. Yeah, a good idea. <laughs> With the next match. 
uh, we were just talking about how we we didn't really see these UK pay-per-views back in the day. Like our video stores and stuff, they would get some of them, but they didn't have all of them. So Travis and I, we don't think we saw this one back in the day. Oh, this one yeah, wasn't I didn't on pay-per-view? Yeah, either. They're it was, but I mean, we oh. weren't in the UK, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our local video store would get them, like, you know, when they got released, but yep. necessarily, they wouldn't get all the UK ones, so... I don't think we saw this particular one. Yeah, I do remember the one with uh, Jackie, though. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. forget. <laughs> that one ruled. <laughs> Chocolate biscuits. Kids these days don't appreciate the mood in like that. Like they just put it in their phones and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take it with a rare bear hug there. Terrible. Yeah. Haven't seen that from him too often. No. What are you guys at time wise? Because I may be off. Oh, uh, 152, 40, 41, 42, 43. Yeah, I'm dead on with you uh, with that countdown. So. Alright, I should be. One fifty two, fifty one, fifty two. All right. Yeah, I was off a little bit. I just seen an Irish whip. No, I guess the they're trying to sell Benoit's lower back injury here on commentary, Taz. And, uh... Oof. All right, so with all my, um... Trying to get back on here, I haven't seen much of what was going on, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad match, to be honest. Looks like a technical match. But, uh, good psychology. Benoit's working the left leg as they started backstage, you know, so it's good stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's good. I set up that. Like, you know, Travis and I on our show, we've talked about, you know, it's, it, we don't go back and watch a lot of Benoit's matches ever since, uh, you know, everything went down with him in, in 07. But, gosh, it is – I mean, he is – he's so good. So right. crisp, so smooth. I mean, I forget sometimes how great he was. Yeah, it's really easy to forget. Right, that's what makes it in light of all the yeah dark stuff that happened after. But man, he was definitely an A plus uh, A plus worker. Oh yeah, right. He was the guy. I he, when I wanted to be a wrestler, I wanted to be him because I was I'm five foot eight, just like he was. Yep. I don't have half the muscle, but I'm just saying, like I uh, <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to be one, I wanted to be Chris Benoit. Like that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> Yeah, I always had a um, yeah, I interest in the shorter wrestlers too because I'm five foot six and three 11, quarters. Like in my friend's and, house um, or whatever. And yeah, we watched WCW short, short around '95. Kind of gave me hope. And <laughs> we'd <laughs> we'd team up against uh, some big stuffed animals in the in the house, and, <laughs> and I would be the technical one. I'd be Chris Benoit, and then yeah. my buddy would be uh, Eddie Guerrero doing a frog yeah. splash off his uh, bureau onto the bed. <laughs> there you go. I was doing frog splashes on the trampoline this afternoon with my kids. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> sounds like a good time. I was also doing monkey. I was monkey flipping across the trampoline too. Ooh. <laughs> I got my uh, oldest son in a surfboard, which is the move Benoit used to do. Oh, um, that's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites. Got him into surfboard moves. Great. Yeah, it's not a bad match, you know, honestly. And that's pretty. You know, I, this is the time two thousand. 
Undertaker's really getting into more doing matches like this. He's doing stuff with Kurt Angle the month before. That Survivor Series 2000 match is, is really, really good. And yeah. starting to let loose a little bit and, and drop, uh, you know, the, the different style that he had during the Dead Man days. Tim White, man. What a referee. He's great. Yeah. That's my Uncle Tim. That was a hell of a counter by Taker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, someone with a Pete Gas sign in the crowd. Big Pete Gas fan in the <laughs> UK. <laughs> Pete Gas sign? <laughs> yeah. It's strange, the way we're recording right now, I don't know if JV's talking. <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking over him. And he can't. Uh, there was a minute uh, t- minute ago you guys talked over each other. but I think you're four, baby. Oh, man. What's our time cue here? For the oh, we are at 156, 27, 28, 29, 30. 30. If this recording doesn't work out, I think we go... Cursed by so matches slow down a little in the middle of the ring. Benoit curse. We weren't supposed yeah. to cover this match. I have no idea if I'm talking over Mike, but <laughs> you guys are gonna love listening back to this. You guys are gonna love this. It's smashing, as they say in the UK. Oh no. <laughs> we'll get it fixed before the main event. Yeah. yeah. Kurt is yeah, my is an- angel. Show. Person doesn't know how to spell angle, says Kurt is my angel. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun in 2000 is just reading signs. Yes. Yes. I miss it, man. You know, Alex always talks about on our show how that's how you know you're over because anybody can buy a t shirt at the place, you know, but if you got to go to the store and get a poster and write. You know, write on it, make your own sign, hand make it, and bring it with you. That's how you know somebody put the time into doing that for you as a fan, you know. So that's how you know if you're over. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. A lot of these fans are like marks for themselves and will put their own name. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's also fun to see too. <laughs> like, I'm Mike. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. The guy behind me can't see. <laughs> right. There was oh, one sign it right in the middle. Dyslexia. <laughs> Dyslexia yeah. three sixty. Yeah. No, it's um six or six three one. Yeah, yeah six one three. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Pretty creative. They should have spelled dyslexia backwards, and then we'll all be confused. Mm. <laughs> what the hell does that say? <laughs> we just got like a two second wide shot of the arena. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was strange. Oh. oh, here it is. The big uh, headbutt to the knee. Oh, Very yeah. creative there. Yeah, going after the knee. So that works. Of course, that's uh, uncomfortable to see him do that headbutt nowadays. Yeah. Oh, Undertaker oh, wins with a roller. Wow. 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 With a cradle. There you go. Benoit is pissed. Chris Benoit is at this point touting himself as the best technical wrestler, and yes. he got rolled up here. <laughs> so he's heated. Not a bad little match, though. No, it wasn't. That's a good probably... length of a match, too. 
That's probably only maybe the third or fourth Benoit match I've watched in 13 years. So, you're welcome. Yeah, we covered. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> they have a fatal four-way. Yeah. Uh, I think later this month in 2000, Undertaker Benoit, or maybe it's a couple months before this. Actually, I think. But uh, yeah, haven't, we yeah. haven't covered too many of those. Yeah, I've watched that. I've watched the Mania main event that we were at. You know, in WrestleMania 20, I've watched uh, Benoit and Angle one time. And uh, from rest, from Royal Rumble 2003, and I think this that makes about it. Look at that standing ovation for the Undertaker. <laughs> UK always loved Undertaker too. Whenever they go oh, over yeah. there, he always got a huge response. Was Undertaker using the Roland music at this point, or is it after? Because I don't I don't know if they're playing music instead of Roland because they don't have copyright to it. Or is this the music that he was using at this time? The, you're gonna pay. No, he didn't have that yet. Um, I think it was Roland. Yeah. I think because so. he didn't use the Kid Rock one for very long. No. There was an ECF and W sign in the crowd. That's just funny because in about a month, they'd be dead. So. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had their last show. All right, so we'll, we'll take a quick little break and see if we can get reorganized for this main event. <laughs> and maybe we'll all be on <laughs> on track with each other. Um, right. Tell JV to stop the recording. And then we'll... um, JV, Mike was saying if we want to stop and try to reset here. All right, yeah. Sounds good. I, yeah, I was kind of waiting for some <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're back, and I don't know if you actually watched that last match with us or not. <laughs> uh, we had some technical difficulties throughout it where we couldn't hear each other. We'd all be in the room, but JV wouldn't be able to hear me, or Travis wasn't able to hear me, and it was just... <laughs> it was a truly... Show. A truly a common denominator <laughs> there. Yeah, it's me or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was a true fatal four-way. <laughs> and um, like I said, you may or may not have that. So in case that you didn't, we'll just briefly recap what happened in that match there. It seemed like the only one... <laughs> Actually, Alex and Travis were the only ones able to watch that match. <laughs> we saw the whole thing, yeah. Well, it was a taker match, so we had to, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Right. But uh, yeah. I think you said, Mike, that, uh, you know, it's just the Chris Benoit curse, man. We really weren't meant to record that. But, uh, yeah, depend I don't know if anybody heard it, but it was a really good match, you know, all things considered. Sure. Yeah, yeah Benoit Undertaker wins. on the leg. Yeah, Undertaker wins the roll-up at the end there. So, you know, gets a win, but... Benoit doesn't lose any shine over it. so No, and it, and it fits Benoit's character at this point where he's this technical wrestler, but he's also losing matches because he's, I don't know, he's overzealous maybe. Yeah. His abilities, and he thinks he's like this untouchable guy as a technical wrestler, but he keeps happening to lose to guys that are not really considered to be technical wrestlers. Like here, it's The Undertaker, but... Also, he lost to Stone Cold Steve Austin in a match right at the same time, too, on Raw. That was a good match we covered. 
Oh man, those guys always had good matches. Uh, yeah. So good stuff there. Um, hopefully, you know, you know, if you didn't watch it with us, if the audio didn't work out, because I feel like it's going to be a pain in the butt for JV to kind of <laughs> mangle this all together. <laughs> I will try. I will try my best. Or even if it's just you got audio where you can't hear me, then fine. I you don't need to hear me. I talk enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's time for you know to hear some other people. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that worked out. And if it didn't, then go back and watch it. And you know, decent ten minute match. And you see the Undertaker pull out the win there. All right. So with that said, now hopefully this main event will work out for us. So we're gonna get set up at the two hour. In 22nd mark, and what you should see is the graphic for the Fatal 4-Way. And everybody's there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Yes. All right. I'm so looking at three Hall of Famers and Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, three uh, Hall of Famers in the in Rock. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Isn't that yeah, weird? <laughs> yeah, The Rock's the one not in yet. Yeah. How is that? How is that possible? Biggest star in the world. He's not in the- <laughs> That's why he's not in. They can't afford to get him in. That's true. <laughs> I always figured they were just saving it for like a Miami one, but like that last time they were in Miami, he wrestled Cena, so they didn't want to do it, you know? So maybe next time they go to Miami for a Mania, they'll induct him in. So That makes sense. And, the, and then at the rate they go to Florida every other year, I mean, they'll be there in what, 2022? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll give a countdown, three down to one. Say play, we'll all click play. And if you listeners out there need a second, just pause the show, and when you're ready, just hit play, and we'll be right here waiting. All right, so let's begin the countdown. Three, two, one, play. All right, so it's right after the Undertaker-Benoit match, and we're going to get Taz and... JR on the call here. Why is the first E backwards in Rebellion? No idea. It's a It's a fatal four way, so I don't know. Is you know, it it's the like, third event in the UK, maybe? I doubt they thought that that much. That, that guy graphic like stood up there way too long. It's the same reason the Dudleys and the Hardys have Zs on the end of their name. Because it's, it's attitude, Chad baby. Has another Z of his. Yeah. That kid Did you say you saw Rufio? The kid with the pink hair in between Taz and JR is like Rufio. <laughs> Rufio. Rufio. Yeah, Rufio. <laughs> Who's that big Pete Gas fan yeah, that we saw is. in the uh, last match? I thought you meant Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rikishi ate all the pies, as the sign right. said. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Rikishi, American fat ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Then it was just a poster of his ass. How was that not a t-shirt back then? Come on. American fat ass. <laughs> fat shaming is still acceptable in 2020, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Rikishi. Yeah. Is he heel Rikishi here? Yes. Yep. Yes, for this sure. I did it for the yeah. rock. Yeah. Yep. How about that 2000... 2000- Era necklace that he has on the shell oh, necklace. The shells, yeah. yeah, I never had one of those. 
I did. I did, <laughs> regretfully. <laughs> My dad didn't let me live that one down. I was jealous of people that did, but I never ended up having one. <laughs> Remember I got a good one that, like, screwed in when you oh, put it yeah. together? Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like eight bucks. Yeah, like an American Eagle one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The world champion is coming out second. You mean yeah, that's You know who the real yeah. stars are here. Yes. An, an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. But yeah, Rikishi comes out first. Yeah, you would think. Well, a lot of times during this time, I don't know if they'll, if they'll do it in this match, but say if The Rock comes out next. Austin won't come out until like a minute later after everyone's already fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another strategy. So we did oh, with uh, Austin Kane, Mankind. Yeah, yeah. Austin doesn't come out till like two minutes into the match. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh, so here's the Rock. He's in great shape here. Yeah, I mean he's in better shape nowadays somehow, but like I don't know. But this as far as. Like, when he was in 96, 97, he looked kind of like baby fattish, you know? He was, here he's got a good body on him. Right. It and it star. looks athletic. Yeah. But today exactly. it looks like he can't move. <laughs> right. Exactly. Comfortable, yeah. Right. Like, here he's trim, you know? He looks looks great. Big Papa Oose right there, man. Yeah. Look at that stare down. That reminds me of the opening of the No Mercy video game. Him and Triple H mm. stare down. That's the N64, that? right? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. See, I was a PlayStation guy. Travis was the N64 guy. What about you guys? Look at that. Look PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Was PlayStation. Yeah. But I was jealous of No Mercy. I loved going over to Travis's house and playing No Mercy. It was better than any other game, in my opinion. It, it was. My cousin had it. And it still wasn't the, the same. It's still the greatest wrestling game of all time. Look at this. Going at oh, it. Oh, here Ooh. we go. Yep. Oh, man. This is awesome. Look at that, all going at it. Style that reminds match. me of Attitude Era more than anything else. Is just guys just running into the ring and fighting. No yep. like, no waiting around, no posing, just going in and fighting. Yep. Yeah, a lot of times Austin would just run down too. He'll take his vest off at the top and oh, run right start, in there. Start throwing. Yes. I loved nice it. Spine buster by Austin there. Love I feel it. like every Undertaker Austin match started in the aisle way. Yeah. They would just go fight. They, they just couldn't wait. <laughs> what we've noticed over the past year, 99 into 2000, is that every Austin match leads back to the entryway. Yeah. Yes. Every set. single one. <laughs> and this is, I mean, this is what a fatal four way should be, in my opinion. It's just action. Like right. no nobody's sleeping on the floor. You just got you got two guys paired off and fighting all over the place. That happens way too often today. It does. Somebody's laying down. You can't be laying down for a half hour. Well, it's because yes. the match is about the spots nowadays instead of the story. Mm -hmm. So I mean, right. it's not, yeah, it is what it is. It's a different style. But the the best fatal four way. I mean, one of the best ever was that one we covered. Alex was it. Um, uh, not Canadian Stampede. Final Four. Final Four, yeah, in 97. Good yeah, heaven. Austin, Vader, Brett, and Undertaker. Just that, so that awesome. good. So, so good. good. Oh, I would have to put that, put that up there as one of our favorite moments, too. Austin. Yeah. Era. It's just, I mean, there was nonstop action from all four of those dudes. Look at this Rock and Austin teaming up on the Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that final Kurt format. Oh yeah, Kurt <laughs> with his belt and he's out. I, I always love that the run from behind clothesline the guy as yes. he's trying to leave. Yeah. Kurt Angle, I mean, such a natural for the pro wrestling business too. I mean, he took to it so quickly. Oh yeah, he did. It's crazy. It didn't take him any time at all. Develop oh. a character and yeah. And he's coming in with the the gimmick or the character of you know, one of the lamest gimmicks ever, of right. of being an American hero, gold medalist. They've tried that before in the past, and you know no one cares. <laughs> but he found a way to get people to hate him, and it worked. He made it work. Well, and he talks about in real life like he thought he's going to be the biggest baby face ever, and he didn't understand the business. <laughs> And Vince is like, no, they're going to boo you. And he's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they did. And he just he, – he took it, though. And he turned on the crowd, and he, he made him in the palm of their hand. Man, he's great. He's great. Oh, did you see Undertaker take your last ride symbol? Mm, nice. What do you guys think about the Rock's boots? Did we, did we talk about this last time? I don't like the back of those boots. I've never liked uh, his, uh, the back of his boots. Yeah. The, only his calves showing. Yeah. Which looks like the only part he doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. so let, me, let me show them off. I hate yeah, you his think boots, would hide but, but you know yeah. what, though? It was it was unique to him. Like, nobody else had yep. So Yep, you're right. So, you know, that was that's, that is cool that it stands out. You know? And uh, this was unique to Rikishi right here. <laughs> <laughs> no one else had that. <laughs> well, eventually, Ter- uh, who's, who used to do it? The cat? the cat? A lot of the divas yeah. have done it, I think, yeah. throughout the years. Tori. Tori, I think, did it, yeah. Well, the Rock would Make... get yelled at right now. He's not doing it towards the hard can. That's true. That's weird. 2020. He didn't even hit him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> elbow drop comes down and just hits the mat. Oh, elbow from Austin. Are we going to get this spot? <laughs> You couldn't quite tell he did that. No, no, I didn't notice. Me neither. I didn't notice the low blow. No. One thing I did want to say about Rikishi's um, his ass spot there, stink face, is that you were saying that other girls did it, but it's not the same when it's some little uh, little ass. No, no. <laughs> like it's some not. nice little ass. <laughs> like, yeah, it just becomes weird at that point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Fonting in her face or something? Like, yeah, it's like, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> they see yeah. a really fat Samoan guy doing it. That makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, it is weird to see Kurt Angle with hair. Uh, it, yeah. It's just sure like, is. I associate with him being bald so much, and he was for so much of his career. His head's bigger now, too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I guess that comes with age, though. Like, your head gets bigger. He's also like a hunchback now, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most surgeries, I'm sure. <laughs> well, he always looks like he got stung by, like, a, like just got stung by bees before he could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not the only one that thought that. Here it is, man. Yeah, you get the stand out. main event. That's right. They're already starting to build, it looks like. Yeah. Man, right here we oh, go. Man. Back and forth. I mean, Not is it ever going to be to this level again? No. No way. No. I don't think for us it will ever be. Right. Did you guys? That's true. Have you guys had a moment in the last 20 years since this that there was 
two guys that you thought could be like Rock and Austin at the same time? Maybe Cena and mm. CM Punk Thank for you. a little while. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that would, that's what I was thinking. The first two names that come to mind. Yep. Uh, too bad that think, didn't last. I think it could have been. I really do. If they would have tried. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's close as you're going to get. But then they just they just <sighs> backed themselves. The to fact the those two didn't main event a pay-per-view is just ludicrous. Well, they had. What match did they have? The the Money in the Bank. They had yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was been, a big match. Could have been WrestleMania. It could have gone on much longer. It's, That's what I meant. Like, a, yeah, like a WrestleMania main yeah. event. Well, yeah, it yeah, could yeah. have been the WrestleMania uh, 27 main event. But yeah, I yep. digress. Well, the Miz got it instead, right? Yep, we yep. were there. We were there. there. We were there. <laughs> ah, That's the one. Awesome with the Miz. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind the Miz today, but Miz then. Not the same. Oh, wasn't man. Ready. Wasn't I was ready a huge mark for Miz. Oh, we were, yeah, we, <laughs> oh, we, right did, we did like the Miz back then. We still liked him. But I like Punk more. I definitely – he was the biggest heel. And he should have deserved Yeah, for sure. So, but it's what it is. Look at Errol Hebner, your favorite referee, guys. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Angle slam. Yes, sir. Just oh, a nice, great move. Olympic slam at the time. Yep. What does uh, it become the angle slam when he goes to TNA? No, it's in WWE. In WWE at some point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's what they call it during his Lesnar match, at least. I've watched that a couple times. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now Roderick Strong uses it in NXT as like a transition move. Yeah. That's the worst. Anytime Stone Cold hits something, this crowd wakes up. Oh, Edge and Christian. Okay. Yeah, they've been with with Angle. Angle. Yeah, that's right. Team Eck. Team Eck. Little lackeys. Mine and Alex's favorite was, was Team Wreck when they had William Regal and Rhino with them too. And a couple, <laughs> couple months from now. So you'd have the W for William Regal and then you have the R for Rhino and then you got ECK for these three. It was Team yeah. Wreck. Oh, it wow. was great. Oh. oh, The Rock with a, a one, two. Oh, no. Oh. Edge. Rockstar Edge. There's no DQ. <laughs> All leather. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. Christian with hair looks weird to me now, too. That's yeah, long true. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's <laughs> the radicals. radicals. Yeah, the okay, come Saturday. You got everybody. Oh, oh. stun it. Right in the middle of the ring. This has got to be it. Nope, very Saturday. Well, no oh. way, man. Saturn and Eddie. Man, okay, so Eddie and Austin had a little bit of uh, interaction before Austin took his ball and went home. That was allegedly supposed to be where they were headed, and I wish they would have gotten to do that, man. Oh, at that time, two thousand and two. Yeah, when Eddie was awesome. Yeah, I could have had some barn burners. Yeah, yeah. Another slam to Rikishi. Wow! Wow! Because everybody else is distracted outside the ring because of the radicals. Edge and Christian. Kurt Angle is able to steal it. There you go. And Rikishi takes the pin. (laughs) You know it wasn't going to be Austin on the Rock. (laughs) Exactly. That's what he's there for. (laughs) Yeah. The only reason he's in this match. Oh, here's some more guy. We got Benoit. We got uh, I think Dean. Is that Dean? Yeah. Actually, the yeah. story was supposed to be that Triple H was going to be in this match rather than Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle was thrown into the match because Triple H wasn't able to make it because of an injury. That's right. That's what it was. But I think this is the way it was supposed to go the entire time. It's just sure. an excuse for Triple H not to be able to go overseas. <laughs> it's to say. And for Stone Cold to dole out some stunning. Yeah, here we go, always. 
Send the crowd home happy, baby. Austin must stun. Ooh, and a yeah. rock bottom from The Rock. All right, this is how you got to end these shows. Yep. Yes. Look at that. Austin Austin with the assist there. I love it. Threw, him in, threw Eddie into The Rock. That was great. Working as a team. Do they chug beers together here? Oh, guaranteed. Come on. <laughs> Throw them in. Radicals, man. Uh oh, oh, maybe not. I don't he's, know. He's gonna. Maybe they're gonna have one more beatdown. I think. I think Rock's planning, waiting for that rock bottom. I think so. Nope. No, never maybe mind. Not. Bad angle. I thought he was too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it looked it like up. it. Well, <laughs> he was right behind him, lining him up. Yeah. That'll happen in a few months as they build a main. <laughs> so. England is Jericho, as sign says. The Rock, it looks like they're a good team here, but the following week or a couple weeks later, The Rock's going to team up with The Undertaker and win the tag team titles right after this. Yeah, that was so oh, that was weird. Such a strange yeah. little run. Like two weeks, one right. week, two weeks, something. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be Edge and. No, they'd be uh, right, right to censor, I think. No, Edge and Christian. Edge Ed... and Christian, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Man, and no one took a last ride powerbomb like. Edge and Christian did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he murdered those guys. Yeah. Oh, another setup. Yeah, that was nice. They're assisting each other. There's another one. Where's Saturn? <laughs> this is great. Come on, where's Saturn? We need bald on bald. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Saturn doesn't want to get in. Oh, Dave Malenko. Yeah, Malenko and Saturn don't bother to go in. No, thanks. <laughs> like, nope. we took enough bumps already. <laughs> Yeah, the There's no going in there tonight. not taking a move from one of them. No. no. That's your job at this point. You get in the ring, you're taking a big bump. <laughs> yeah. This feels like that match was supposed to go about five more minutes, and they're just kind of killing time. <laughs> right. I'm looking at the time now. There's four minutes left on the show. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh, oh here, here we, we go. go. Here we oh. go. Here we go. Austin whips a rock around. They stare each other down. What's he saying? It's weird to me. These uh, guys are like seven or eight years apart of age, which is crazy to me. Yeah, exhaustion was like in for so much longer. Yeah, but they like got big at the same time. It's just crazy. Yeah, the rock skyrocketed. Yeah. Think about it. He was only there for as a full-time performer for, what, six years? That's it. I mean, Austin was only there for like eight, seven. Yeah. I mean, six or seven. Yeah. And John Cena, Randy Orton, like 20 years. 20 years. I think it's 30, 30 years. <laughs> Take yeah, exactly. Triple H, 25. You know, it's yeah. nuts. So. Yeah, this is right around the point where people come in, they're there forever. <laughs> yes. No, no other show in town, really. Well, nothing yeah, else to go to. I mean, yeah, in three months, there'll be no more shows in town. Yeah, that's it. TNA right. doesn't ever count, so. What's up, Gleason? As Sean says. What's up, <laughs> or is it weather? It is 2000. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Speaking uh -oh. of somebody that's been around for so long, he, he's here at this point that we're covering, but then he's gone. Is K Quick or Our Truth? He's here in 2000. Yes. Okay, on our episode that we're covering, I guess it'll come out this. When's this episode come out? Tuesday? Wednesday? Our episode. 
Yeah. This will go out tomorrow, Wednesday. Okay. This will be Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, so ours will be in two days from this. Um, ours is when R-Truth just comes back to WWE in 2008. It's hilarious. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. The guy's been there forever. Ageless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He looks the same as he, he did back then. He looks the same. <laughs> and he's still entertaining, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's still great. I love when Archer shows up on TV. Yes. yes. So does Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah. So does Vince McMahon. Yeah. Look at this, man. I mean, look look these the guys can guys. do so much with so little. They know how to sell a moment, the these two guys. on their feet. And they're right. really doing they're not happened. doing it. They're just like <laughs> trading beers. Here they go. They're talking some smack. Who knows? All right, that always takes up some time. Give them a hell yeah. All right, they drink it. Someone's taking a spot. Yeah, come on. Have you guys had the uh, Broken Skull IPA? I haven't been able to get it. No, no I haven't either. I. I do have a friend that trades beers, and he said he was going to try to get me one, but he hasn't yet. Yeah. They had it at the um, SmackDown show in Boston a month or so ago, like the last SmackDown oh, show. Really? Yeah, you know, you know Dre? He yeah. was there, and he doesn't even watch. He's not into wrestling, but he took his his sons, and um, they had that. They had the Broken Skull IPA on sale. Oh wow! Can, can and all. Oh, helping Did you guys out, see the Rock drop a beer right there. Yeah, yeah. Like party fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always impressed with how Austin can catch those beers. <laughs> Just <laughs> chucked into the ring. You know, couldn't he catch him angle when he was throwing them at him. Yeah, he was chucking him at an angle last week. We were on a show we covered. From the ring to the uh, to the, mm -hmm. to the oh, position, yeah. basically. Yeah. Broke this monitor in the back. <laughs> <laughs> what a cannon for an arm Austin had. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's a happy ending here. It's no stunners, no rock bottoms, just drinking some beers with each other. The calm before the storm. Yeah, mm -hmm. just months away from arguably one of the greatest main events. Oh, All of WrestleMania history. Absolutely. Yep. All right, so I'll wrap things up here. And, of course, thank you, Alex and Travis, for going along with us on this crazy journey today. <laughs> 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 Hopefully it all comes out sounding good. And you know, It's funny that yeah, we... you know, part of the whole reason for doing the show is to do Undertaker <laughs> and Benoit <laughs> exclusively, and it might not happen. But... <laughs> We'll see. Now we had a good time. Hope you guys can use it. And uh, either way, it was it was fun to hang out with you guys again. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been a while, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. We usually, like I said before, we usually catch up like every five months or so. So, you know, whenever you want to do that Armageddon match down the road, let us know, and we'll uh, make an appearance on your show again. Absolutely, yeah, it work. We'll do it soon. All right. So I'm gonna just do the bottom line wrap up. Uh, wrap up. You guys can. Hang hang along with it if you want, or you can sure you can go if you gotta. But um, next week on the bottom line wrestling cast, we're doing episode seventy, so we're actually like at halfway point in comparison to talking take. Talking <laughs> take is at one forty, we're at one seventy. And what's funny is I was looking earlier, and we had just covered Armageddon on episode sixty nine. And you guys covered Armageddon 2000 on your episode 68. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And that was back in November of 2018, which was just a couple months after we started. So 
we're <laughs> we're staggering around that like sixty six to seventy episodes behind you <laughs> to where we're at. <laughs> but we're yeah, and and we're eight years behind you. You're in two thousand eight. We're just heading into two thousand one. So seven years behind you. But that's what we have coming up next week is episode seventy. It, we're we're still in December. We're coming off of Armageddon. So we're going to cover the couple weeks after that leading up to the new year. So that'll be episode 70. And also, let's get into our podcast plug for our pals. Uh, Talking Taker, you you gave it to us at the beginning of the episode, but one more time, episode 141, what's your topic? What are you talking about this Friday? Well, you can find us at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any podcasting service. Uh, you can find out there. We are on there. And Travis, why don't you tell them what we got coming up on this week's episode? Shoot, what do we got coming up this week? Oh, I'm just kidding. It's uh, I believe it's No Mercy 2008. Um, we got we we just uh closed a chapter on one of the greatest rivalries in Taker's career with Edge, and now we're lumbering into it a feud with the Big Show to cap off the rest of 2008. So, uh, actually, his feuds with Vicky Guerrero basically, but she can't wrestle, so. Uh, big show is her proxy so yeah i like the yeah. usage of the word lumbering <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah i chose that carefully yeah yeah and i'll say um if if you folks uh, if you don't listen every week if you want to find a place to jump in go back a couple weeks to our wrestlemania 24 episode that is where we cover a fantastic match with mm-hmm. edge and it's like the beginning of a great storyline with edge that we cover over the next few weeks but also uh travis and i we got to record in person that's where we also cover our time that we got to meet the undertaker in new york about a month ago so it's one of the most fun episodes one of my favorite episodes yep. one of the most unique episodes in our podcast so um it, listen this week, but uh, if you don't normally listen to us, that's a great place to jump in. It's I think it's episode 135. Awesome. So check them out. And you know, from what I've seen, I go on the Apple podcast and you know, if I if I go to your show and I look down at shows that other people listen to that listen to this show, we're right there. Bottom line mm-hmm. wrestling cast. And if yeah. you go to our yeah. show, you're the first one that shows up next to us. So <laughs> yeah, we have a common a audience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, so anybody that hasn't listened to the Talking Taker, definitely it's time to. Uh, also, check out Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast with our friends Mike Mills, Doc Turner, and Hardbody Hopper. And they are breaking down episodes of NWA WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Prior to being WCW, they just had a TV show called World, Ch- World Championship Wrestling. And they are covering this week which always drops on Thursdays is December 24th, 1988. And they've started back in 85 and they've been on this long journey covering one episode a week. And they are heading into 1989 at this point. And they also do a similar show on Sundays called the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Recap. And they are on episode 192 covering September 30th, 1995. So again, that's book in the territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Also, Keep in mind that JV and I do another show on the Book in the Territory Patreon $5 tier. It's called the Extreme ECW Livecast, where JV and I do watch-longs every two weeks of the old Eastern Championship Wrestling. And we're just getting to the point where it's starting to become more and more extreme. 
We are in March first. We are at March first and March eighth of nineteen ninety four. So a lot of familiar faces in ECW at that point, and that's episodes forty six and forty seven of ECW Hardcore TV. So if you want more of JV and I, check out the Extreme ECW Live Cash. Try it out for a month. Book in the territory guys have a lot of good content on there, in addition to the shows that we do for them. Did you say Book in Territory was hosted by Mike Mills? Yep. Is that from REM? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, you never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't want anybody to know. That's just side I mean, I mean, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins owns a wrestling company. That is it's true. not that crazy. That right, is no. true. That is true. <laughs> oh. All right, then one more friend of the show. It's our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And this week is episode 172, and their opening segment this season is called Fresh Perspective, where they give a new perspective on something that they once liked or didn't like, and they've changed their mind. So they have changed their mind on Todd Pettengill. Mm. They once thought he was lame and (laughs) annoying, but now they like him, I guess. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. When I was eight years old, I wanted to grow up and be Todd Pengill. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a lie. <laughs> oh, he had a good way of relating to kids, sort of. You know, I he thought was... he was the funniest man on planet Earth when I was like <laughs> in elementary <laughs> right. school. No, it's like you look back at it, you you notice that his jokes are even outdated for the time. Like, how was a kid living in the '90s supposed to know references from the '70s and the '80s? But just his whole personality, it's like having the cool teacher. Even though he doesn't can't totally relate to you, he's trying better than any sure. other adult. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> so, Todd Bentengill is it. that cool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was on an episode of WWE like where they would do the watch-along thing. I think it was for um, – what was the pay-per-view before Mania? I think it was Elimination Chamber maybe. Or oh, really? Rumble. Yeah, he was on one of those watch-alongs. Todd Bentengill oh. was. It was crazy. Have to go back and find yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was one of the ones right before Mania. So anyway, go he take still it does out. like New York radio, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, he still does has he a still show. Have an though, earring? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think so. It probably does. <laughs> like a black turtleneck. <laughs> you know oh man, those times are great though. Ninety-five, watching. That's my sweet spot, Gil. man. Doc Hendricks. Yes. Well. <laughs> they just uploaded some more uh, 92, 93 superstars yes. on the WWE, uh, WWE Network. I'm in heaven. Oh, right I've been now. watching. <laughs> yes. Since yesterday, I've watched from where they just added the new ones, November 92. Yeah. I, I've watched that leading up to Survivor Series, and I watched Survivor Series 92 today. <laughs> uh, same here. I'm about to watch Survivor Series probably tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was surprised by how okay it was better than i thought and i think watching superstars built me up because of all the event centers exactly yes <laughs> i was like all right yes. i want to watch this match now they know they knew how to sell a pay-per-view back then <laughs> right all right so also on our vantage point this week they're doing the royal rankings and they're ranking the best wwf tag team champions and this week the two teams that make it into the list are the dudley boys and demolition Check that out. And they also do a wrestling review. I'm not sure what show they do. They always do something random in their third portion of the show. So check them out. It's a good show. Our Vantage Point with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn. And then also, our pal Jay Free does Free Your Geek. And Jay, Jay Free has a new episode out this week. JV, have you checked it out yet? Um, No, I haven't. All right, so their new episode 
Jay, uh, Jay Free and KB talk about what video games they're playing during their time in quarantine to pass the time. And they're playing Resident Evil 3, Mortal Kombat 11, and Marvel Super Alliance, or whatever. What's it called? Marvel Alliance? Something like that. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I think. Yeah, Ultimate Alliance 3. So they're playing those, but they also give their review of WrestleMania 36. So they don't often do wrestling. Every once in a while, they'll sprinkle in some wrestling. And JV and I have been on a couple of the shows where they do wrestling. But this one has their recap of WrestleMania 36. And like Talking Taker and Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, Free Your Geek is totally into the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> yes, sir. I haven't really heard any negative negativity about it from fans, like actual fans. It's more like what you guys were saying. People like Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer or Jim Cornette, you know, mm-hmm. that are crapping on the match. But yeah, yeah, what do they know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing, One, you know, sometimes with people that are in the business, like Jim Cornette, like saying like, oh, it should be like this. Well, who are you to say? Just because you were in the business – you know, right. that's what they like to hang the hat on is that, oh, I was in the business, so this wrestler actually wrestled before in a ring. Well, I'm the fan. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm the one that needs to enjoy it. You're not supposed to be the one that's enjoying it. You're supposed to be putting the content out there for us to enjoy. Yeah, so. like, I'm a fan of music, but I'm not in the music industry. But I can tell you when a song sucks. Or a band sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, and you, you can know, say what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jim Cornette, JR, like, they they have a lot of knowledge, you got. You just got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. You can't take sure. it all as gospel. Right. Like they they do say a lot of smart stuff, but yeah. not every single. They're not the sole opinion. And same with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Yeah, right. like they're they're fans, and you know some stuff they say is is pretty good, but a lot of it you just can't take it all as gospel. Right, because it's just their opinion. Exactly. And, just like uh, just like ours. Yeah. Right, and it's only because they have a large platform that they influence a lot of people's. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Their five stars does not mean it's the only five stars. Nope. Right. So, yeah, so good stuff there. And uh, Free a Geek, they have their own views too. So check them out. And then, you know, that's it. So, yeah, again, it's Free a Geek, our vantage point, booking the territory, and, of course, our greatest friends of the, of the podcast, <laughs> Talking Taker. Without a we doubt. Appreciate and, yeah. you know, right from the start, you know, we, we've been in communication, you know, and you've always been supportive of us, of us right from the beginning. So we appreciate that. We love it. And we can hope to continue to do these every once in a while. It's a good time. And you guys are so much smarter than us. You picked a guy with a much shorter <laughs> career. Yeah. So, <laughs> kudos to you guys. Yeah. Yep. But then, you know, we won't have anything to do <laughs> about the come up with something different or we'll just continue with <laughs> ECW could, could for do, the next 10 years. <laughs> you could do Ron Killings. Just K-Quick. You know, just <laughs> yeah. our truth. Yeah. You could do a review of every do... bottom uh, of every uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. <laughs> I think you should do one called Speaking the Truth and you should do our truths career. Speaking <laughs> yeah, the yeah, truth. Yeah. There you I go. Like <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you could probably... We'd probably be able to get him to do the entry music, <laughs> the the opening yeah. theme. You might could. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, one last time, thank you for joining us, and we'll try to get on your show whenever you want us. So 
Absolutely. You guys check us out, and thanks for having us on. And as always, take her easy. All right. So I'm Mike Pru along with JV and the boys Alex and Travis from Talking Taker. We are out of here. They're riding off into the sunset on their motorcycle. And <laughs> JV and I JV and I are rolling down the ramp drinking a beer. <laughs> there we go. As we conclude. In the Zamboni. So. Yeah. In, in the desk chair. All right. So long, guys. And that's all I have to say about that.